coffee. Grand Rising, everyone. Natalie, coming to your live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mmm. Yummo. <laughs> oh, coffee. So, wanted to get on here and talk about a few things. As you know, um, and as I've shared, Spirit and Coffee definitely is going to go through a transformation, just like everything else. It's going to evolve, move forward. Um, they call it rebranding in the entrepreneurial world. Um, and as you know, I've had a lot of contemplation about, you know, what Spirit and Coffee is, what does it mean? Why am I doing it? Um, what happened? You know, what are the ego driven characteristics of it? What is it? Because ego is involved in everything. I know people say, well, this is not about ego. It is. It is. And it's because we live in this world. And so, you know, what is it that I'm really trying to express or share with the world? And something that has been really circulating in me is listening to the cosmic mother and you know we listen to the earth mother a lot people are listening to the earth mother um and that's great because as a species if we don't of course we're just going to you know vanish as a species um and that happens right it happens we see that there's extinction all the time so but the cosmic mother um which gave birth to all of the planets and in all of the cosmos um, has really been sort of circulating in my mind and what that means. And part of that is understanding that everybody at a, is at a different sort of value system. I'm gonna call it a value system using spiral dynamics. You know, it's not that they're at a different level because I think when we start to put say level levels, what ends up happening is that people get this God complex, right? Or they're like, hey, I'm better than, I'm more advanced. It's not that, it's it's that we're shifting into a new paradigm. We're shifting into a new way of being in the world. And we have to, because there are what we call wicked problems that are arising, that are really threatening the species, really threatening us as, as humans and our place in the world. And we ourselves have made a huge impact on what's about to happen. We, just by our behaviors. And we understand that. We understand that our behavior is now impacting this particular planet. And the cosmic mother, right, giving birth to the planet itself, which is her baby, <laughs> her love, you know, and, and saying, you know, what is it that needs to happen in order for this planet to perhaps survive and thrive? Well, you know, the planet Mother Earth herself has given life to things as well. And, and she has a great love. So we as a species, we looking at us as a species, trying to understand what that means as we're here on this planet and how we evolve. How do we evolve into something? Now, people are different um, perceptions of this reality, you know, and we can say levels, but not levels as in higher or below, you're below me and I'm above you and all that kind of stuff. But the way that our consciousness is able to perceive the world around us at this point. And some people, and here's where I feel that we as a community, especially the healers of the world, have a different message that can actually support people at the particular level <laughs> of perception that they're at. Okay. Now in spiral dynamics, what I love is that the perceptions, right, 
um, of these different things are value systems. They're the value systems that we carry close to us. And in order to transcend those value systems, we have to really look at the value systems we hold dear and ask ourselves, are they working? And as a culture, is it working? Well, some people are very in the old, you know, stuff. Hey, Tons, um, humans need to pull their head out of their ass, wipe the cock off their face and smell the roses. <laughs> Gotta love dad, right? Uh, by the way, that's my sister. And uh, yes, uh, <laughs> what happens is like people are, so some people are waking up and, and as a community, as a spiritual community, we need to share each other's gifts with the world. Because if you're saying, well, this is my audience, this is just for me, that's really ego. And so what I've been doing is kind of sharing these individuals that have followed me for some time and saying they're doing the great work. Let me share this with everybody, at least the people that follow, which is not, I mean, it's not like I have a huge following. However, I don't know where that's going to lead for them. And, and the message that they're giving could be exactly what individual needs at that particular moment in their life. So for instance, we have these, I have this individual talks about conspiracy theories, right? And there's a lot of individuals, it starts in my mind with conspiracy theory, okay? And I, and I don't even like calling it conspiracy theory, but it's when people are actually questioning the systems that they live in. And they're trying to find wait, what's going on? And they start to talk about government and they start to talk about the value systems within the governments and they're trying to understand what's going on. You know, what is this illusion that I'm living in. And so it usually, an alchemist usually starts with questioning those systems. And it's really difficult because you're like, what's real? What's not real? What's happening? You know, what magic are they using? What sorcery are they using to keep me in this particular value system? In other words, what worldview or perception am I living under or within? And there are individuals that are helping people through that, to navigate through that particular perspective. Now, once you are open to, to really receiving that information, you start to kind of break the cracks into a new paradigm, uh, new worldview. And the new worldview will help you to question your religion, question, you know, that you hang around, the institutions that you're a part of, the way that you're working. And there's all of this stuff that stirs up in you and you have to change and transform. And then what ends up happening is that you find somebody else who maybe kind of nurtures that part of your development or growth. So we're developing and growing as we perceive the world because the world itself is developing and growing. The world itself is changing. Hey, Lurak, how are you? So we as a species um, and as consciousness arises within us have to look at it and say, where are we in this system? what value systems do i have within me spiral dynamics is a great way to look at it it at least helps you compartmentalize it right into a space where you can kind of understand it and say oh okay this makes sense maybe this is the value system that i'm in and i would say that people who are still under kind of the conspiracy theory which is not right wrong good or bad are still uh, probably more in the blue kind of way of thinking value systems they're questioning the blue which is the bureaucracy, where religion is, where the government is, where all of that exists. If you move up, then you start to question capitalism and you can still have some residue of conspiracy theory in that as well. Like what are people doing with the value systems with the money, you know, the institutions, how are they spending it? What's going on with those institutions? 
then you move up to equity and inclusion where you're saying well what are they doing with the environment and how are we living on the environment and and how are we contributing back to the earth and then there's this new level of spiral dynamics which is the the la it's kind of a tiered process so you have a tier one tier two but at the tier two um you have so it's yellow that's the color um about 0.1 percent of the population um is in this worldview and thinks this way and that's where we are in community together connecting together to share each other's gifts not saying i have the best gift you don't have the best gift i know you don't know where ego is involved instead this is a place where we say wow what you're doing is amazing let me share that with the world so that you can then talk to the individuals who need that support and guidance through that particular part of their life and so you know and then you see where they're at eventually you start to see but we have to unite as 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 a community and share resources and that's very yellow thinking because if you're thinking in the re in the yellow i'm sorry in the orange which is very um, capitalism. It's where entrepreneurs are. And that's the value system of what? Well, creativity too and innovation, but also greed can exist there because people want more. It's very materialistic as well. And so what ends up happening, especially with the, the beautiful people who are doing this amazing work, spiritual work, they don't know the orange is very difficult for those individuals they don't know how to ask for money they don't and you have to have that healthy foundation of your value like here's what I, i'm valuable i am worthy but too much is too much how much do you really need right and some people rise to the occasion and then they milk it right and they take more and they live in a mansion perhaps that's bigger than they need to live in okay and that's what that's ego showing up right it's ego saying that i want more i want more but really i don't need more so then we get to yellow and this is a very complex difficult place to live in because it's a new paradigm it asks us to question our ego and how we're sharing resources and i'm in a place right now with spirit and coffee where i want to share your gifts with the world i where are you at you know like i said i have followers from very different aspects of life. There's people who are in conspiracy theory, quote unquote, who are talking about, you know, flat earth, right? We have flat earthers. We have people who are talking about, you know, the government and the Rockefellers and how they've set up these structures and systems and, you know, and what happened with the money schemes and all this kind of stuff. And they want to know why the structures are the way they are, which to me is just somebody's alchemy. It was somebody's alchemy. And we've been living under that curse, which is how I see it. And then you start to rise above that and say, well, everybody needs to be included, but it's not just about me and my story. It's not just what I feel because at the green, which is more inclusive, you know, the green people where they wanna, it's more about, well, I know what I know and my truth is my truth and that's that. But your truth does have an impact on the world. And so it, <laughs> it ripples, right? So looking at this and asking ourselves, how do we come together in community? How do we share the resources of those individuals? And if we're not, why aren't we sharing them? Is the ego getting in the way? Is the ego stopping you from really sharing other people's gifts with the world too? 
because it's a very yellow place to be. And it, it's it's not easy because the ego is going to drive us. The ego wants to drive us. I want to be right. I want to be seen. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, when I started Spirit and Coffee, I had to question myself. And I've told you guys this a million times, right, that I've done that. I've questioned myself. Like, is this ego? Am I doing this so that I can get followers? <laughs> or am I doing it because I truly give a shit about humanity and the direction of where we're going? And it was a bit of both. And I've been silent because I realize now that, you know, they say that, you know, you don't need to speak words. When you get to a certain place in life, you don't really need to speak. And I've gone silent for a long time because I don't feel like I need to speak, but I feel like I need to share and share the work of other individuals and, and, and share what other beautiful beings on this planet are doing to help right? Shape the new world. Well, what is the new world? Well, it's what we're going to create it to be. But we have to do it in community. If we don't do it together, it's not going to happen. If we work in silos, if we allow the ego to creep in, because it's a tricky thing, man, it shows up. It's there. It's never going away. <laughs> Your ego is not going to go away. It's always going to be there. But if we can question it and we can look at it and we can be honest with ourselves and say, yeah, that's that's ego. I, I want it to be seen and just accept it. Now, the thing with spiral dynamics is that we don't, um, and I like it because it's not about levels. And I think this has been kind of the misconception that people have. You know, they're like, oh, they're just on a different level. Oh, they're not on my level. Oh, they don't understand me. It, it's not a level thing. It's not a one-up thing. <laughs> It's a how do we pull these people into the next perception so we can survive as a species. When you start to understand that this is a bigger thing than just you and what you know, <laughs> right? It's like, who gives a damn what you know, Natalie? Who cares what you have to say? <laughs> Does it really matter? Or is it better if I just shut up and share information? and support people as they transition through their journey because everybody's in a different space but it's not right wrong good or bad it's just a value system that they're under now you've got to understand programming happens at each of these particular levels and i'll just say levels but as we expand consciousness and everybody has access to the expansion of consciousness everybody can tap into the akashic records everybody can tap into that genius that they have within them but what happens is the ego blocks us from that the ego is saying, oh, no, you have to be the right one. Oh, no, you have to be the perfect one. Oh, no, you you have to make all the money. Oh, no, if I, I, I have to have all the clients because if I have all the clients, you know, then they don't have the clients. And, oh, no, I'm not going to give them my clients. Those are mine. They're not yours. <laughs> they don't belong to you. And sometimes you have to let go of those individuals because they're ready for a different message. And a new human being who is a, a, you know, they say there's 344,000, I'm sorry, ascended masters or whatever, 44,000 um, ascended masters on the planet. We have to be able to allow people to hear the message of these different individuals because their consciousness has to expand and the perception has to expand. But we don't exclude what's happened before. Instead, we include and transcend it. We include and we transcend. So the yellow space is not an easy place to go to. And you guys can read up on spiral dynamics. 
Um, it's based on life conditions. What are our life conditions? So it's it, it was based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which trust me, I cringe at Maslow a lot of the times, right? Because for me, Maslow just, again, took the chakra system and put a patriarchal symbol on it and said, yo, here we go. This is this is our hierarchy of needs. Totally dismissed intuition and all the things that are important as well, right? Both and. And what happened with spiral dynamics is Claire Graves said, oh, shit. Yeah, I think we need to add that back in. And so now he brought it back in and he's saying, how do we start to see the world, you know, from these value systems, from culture, from how culture is shaped and formed, how worldviews are shaped and formed, how a paradigm is shaped and formed? What do we do? How do we do that? Well, okay. so he understood the value systems. And then what it did is it put it into the kind of like these compartments. Now, you're not going to live in either one or the other. They're all a part of you. It's like the chakra system, too. You're not just red or in the chakra system. You're not just blue or you're all of them. But based on life conditions and circumstances, you're going to engage it differently. And you can't transcend into a new worldview if you haven't gone through the ego. Okay, the ego, which then can feel like the dark night of the soul. Is not easy, and so you have to go, you have to question these value systems and yes, question everything. I know you said that question everything. And we're questioning this stuff, right? And why are we questioning it? Because we're trying to find our way. We are trying to figure out who the hell are we? Why are we here? Do I have a purpose? Do I matter? Well, yes, you matter. Yes, you have a purpose. But if you're allowing the ego to get in the way of that, are you really actually going to move towards what your soul is calling for? You have a big job. We all do. And in order to right, allow for the next generation to have a space, we have to pave the way. So we're in a weird time right now, but we're in a good time. And I'm going to tell you sort of where I feel or what I see or, or how I see it happening is, you know, the generation, our generation is here to heal the trauma, the, the generational trauma. And, and, and it's because why we're awakening information is at the tip of our fingers, but what do we listen to? What are we listening to? Well, listen to yourself. <laughs> That's who you listen to. <laughs> you can have guides and here and, and and support you and give you models to look at but you have to listen to yourself you have to find the individuals that are going to support you to the next phase and when you feel like you're stuck then you transition into the next phase which is maybe somebody else is saying a different message that's a little bit more profound a little bit closer to what your soul is calling forth so if the conspiracy part of your life is still in play, then listen to those individuals. And when you feel like you've had enough and you're like, okay, I get that this is a value system, a structure, and that I'm ready to take on more information so that I can then apply it to my life and move forward, then you start to go to other individuals. So sharing our gifts, I think, is what's critical. And that's kind of what I want people to walk away with. You know, on um, Spirit and Coffee, at least on my Instagram page, I have been sharing, um, you know, a lot of just information, other people's information, things that I feel resonate with that could resonate with individuals to help them move through what we call this liminal. It's called the liminal state of being. It's the transition between worldviews. Good morning. Good morning.
geometry. It's the transition and it's a liminal space and we have to include and transcend and it's not easy. And then people call it the dark night of the soul. You can call it the rising of the phoenix. You can call it a death and a rebirth. You can call it a, a snake shedding skin and a profound message that one of my friends said is, you know, the phoenix is a, a death and a rebirth, but you can repeat patterns in the phoenix. With the snake, you're not repeating the same patterns. You're shedding the skin and moving forward. So in that state, the liminal state, which is the hardest place to, to get through because you have to let go of old systems, old ways of thinking, old paradigms, old structures and systems. You have to let go of friends. You have to let go of family sometimes. You have to let go of all the shit and move into something different. And that's scary. That process isn't easy. So the words sound beautiful and eloquent, but the process is a messy thing. It's a messy business and the chaos that we go through, but to expand consciousness and to receive new worldviews and to receive new ways of seeing the world, you have to go through that messy stuff. And it's a, it's a cluster <laughs> to get through it. So you can look at spiral dynamics, might help you kind of understand maybe even how to transcend. How do, how do I move up the spiral? That doesn't mean that the rest is not a part of you. And it doesn't mean that one's more important than the other. It's based on life conditions and what's important at the time. So we will go down the spiral. If a catastrophic Armageddon happened, everybody would probably go back down to the basic um, spiral, which is very primal. And then that would happen. And then there's nothing wrong with that. That's what helps us survive as a species. Now, remember all of this stuff we're talking about, when you hear people talking about messages and stuff they're not they are talking about maybe healing the planet and stuff like that but they're really talking about their own survival and their survival of the species of us some people may not care if we survive or not as a species i care about humanity i love humanity and i believe in the goodness of humanity i believe that we i'm an optimist and i believe that we can do it but we can't do it alone and we can't do it in silos we have to get past this, this existential crisis that we're in. We have to be able to address those traumas. We have to be able to move. And if we don't, we're not going to be able to have these transpersonal experiences of understanding. We're, we're, we're not going to be able to collaborate with one another. We're not going to be able to see that the gifts that's within somebody else is just as beautiful as the gift within you and that it's different and it's unique and it's yours but it's just as equally important. And you can't get there if the ego keeps getting in the way and you don't know how to move through it. The ego is not a bad thing, but we have to understand how to work with our ego. We have to understand how to navigate our ego because the soul and the ego can be in conflict. And that's that liminal space. That's where it's like the soul saying, hey, time to grow. I'm I'm going to I'm going to do this and your ego saying no I want to hold on to this so bad and the soul saying no I don't care I'm going to do this anyway it's a crisis right we end up in a in an existential crisis <laughs> we don't know which way to go which direction and so you as as the listeners you know I'm going to share on my Instagram I'm sharing, you know on my storyline sharing you know different things different people you could tap into um, you know, and also having a um, collaboration with individuals who have different perceptions on the world. 
I love to hear other people's ways of viewing the world and really inquisitive and like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. I can see how that would apply, but you got to be an open vessel ready to receive new information. If you're closed off and think you know everything, you're never going to expand your consciousness because the ego is saying something. The ego is saying, no, I know. <laughs> really what the ego is saying is I'm not ready. I'm not ready to move forward. I'm not ready to take on this information. I'm not ready to look at it. So I'll be good where I'm at. I know what I know. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> and the ego might be in that place and that's okay too. You don't have to move forward. It's totally a choice. So how do we come together in community and collaboration? I can tell you right now, I'm going to be doing a talk show with two other women, and then we'll probably have a total of five women all together, um, no more than. And talking about women in consciousness, now these women have been through my master's program with me. Um, they have different perspectives and different ways and approaches. Um, and it's beautiful because they all have gifts to share. And I want to collaborate with people who want to collaborate <laughs> and share their gifts. I mean, it just, it adds to the richness. You know, we, everybody again is, 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 is trying to maneuver through this. So very blue, but we've moved to orange. So blue is very bureaucratic, right? It's where religion is. It's where all of those value systems lie. Now, when you move up the spiral, we go to orange, which is very entrepreneurial. It's, it's again, it's um, assertive. It's, you know, where the capitalists live. Then you go to the green, which is the diversity and equity people, the ones who are green and want everybody included. Then we get to yellow. And yellow is where kind of the new, you know, when they talk about 5D and we're, we're entering into a new era, the, that's really what where we're entering in perception, in terms of consciousness, in terms of value systems. And that's where new structures are created. That's where I want to be. I want to be in conversations with people who are actually creating new systems in replace of those systems that no longer serve us as a human species. They don't serve us. And if we don't do something, well, our survive. And that's just the harsh reality of it. But guess what? We're paving the way for the new generation. How? So everybody has a role to play. None better than the other. Whatever you're talking about right now, whatever you're compelled to, whatever your soul's calling forth, whatever it's saying, if it's like, this is what you should be talking about. This is what I need to help people. I need to support people to get through this phase. Talk about it. It's okay to talk. You'll get to a place where you want to be silent once you reach these other places and you're like, oh, I get it. There's other people talking in those spaces and you you could be in that particular space. So whatever it is. Now, I believe, GP man, you're the flat earth, correct? It's been a while since I've been on here, but I'm sure you've talked about flat earth. That was something that's very important to you. Okay. Something that mattered, something that you felt people had to know. Well, whatever message you had within you was supposed to be shared with those individuals. Nope, it wasn't you. Oh, sorry, GP man. Well, I, I, um, I apologize. I don't think it was Lou Rock. You know, it's been a long time since I've been on here, and I'm not going to blame my age for that, <laughs> for not remembering. <laughs> um, however, 
um, whatever it is that you're speaking about. And you guys could tell me where you are if you want to share at this point where you are in your life and what you're, what message you're trying to share with individuals. Um, you can also, um, if you are sharing a message and you, and you feel very compelled to support people through this particular part of their life, because that's where you're at, you know, send information. If you have a website, if you have things that you're teaching, send them to me and I'll share them because that's what I want to do. I want to be able to share um, what individuals are doing at whatever particular moment because everybody again has a place in and and supporting people in a particular area. Um, as I said before, I have this individual who does the conspiracy theory. It's his thing. It's it, he's he's really that's where he's at right now, and he has a message and he's guiding individuals to be ready to receive what comes next. Now, those individuals will feel overwhelmed when they start to dig into conspiracy theories. They're going to they're gonna feel overwhelmed because living under this guise, under this curse, under the, the veil, right? This whatever's been created, and they're going to start to open their eyes and say, was this a lie? Was this a, they're going to ask all these questions. They might even panic. They might even say, I don't want to do this anymore. But the people who follow through and start to question these systems and start to understand then they start to expand consciousness and break through. Once they break through, there's a new set of individuals that are help guiding people to the next phase. Okay, it's a phase, the next phase and the in-between. And then, and then once you break through that veil, you keep going. Now remember, does it ever end? No, it's a spiral. We, it, it's always gonna be there. It's like a pattern that repeats itself. It's, it's a fractal. But in each new layer, there's a new banded consciousness, a new way to perceive the world. Once you break through the conspiracy theory portion, which a lot of people, that's where they start. They kind of start with that conspiracy theory. They're questioning their religion. They're questioning, you know, some people say, I never believed that the religion, the stories, the this, the that. And they're looking for a new narrative, a new story, something that they can actually hang on to and move through to help them get to where they need to go. And they call it a spiritual crisis. It's an existential crisis. Your ego is getting in the way. You're having to let go, like I said, of everything almost. You have to let go of everything. <laughs> That's scary. That's not easy. Oh, I have to let go of the friends I, I once loved? Well, yeah, you might have to put some boundaries. Maybe it's time for you to move on. Doesn't mean you don't love them. It means you're ready for this whole new way of seeing the world. You're ready for a different dialogue. You're ready for a different set of people who are talking about different things. And that is not an easy navigation, but once you get there, right, you start to talk about these other issues and then you start to say, wow, you know, there's bigger issues at play, like the world and what's happening to the planet. And then you get through that and you're like, okay, but there's, there's something else. There's even more complex. Okay. And we're complex creatures, humans. We make meaning out of it. We're not going to stop doing that. People say, well, just stop talking. Well, guess what? No one's going to stop talking and the story is going to go on as long as we're alive. As long as the human species is alive and we create these problems. We're the ones who've created our own problems, just so you guys know. <laughs> because we have to make meaning and we have to keep solving these issues. And as we solve these issues, <laughs> more issues arise. It's a pattern. But that's how our brain works as a species. Okay. And, and it's not going away. There's a movie 
talked about it before, the Dr. Parnassus. I don't know if my sister's still on here, but we watched that movie. And that movie to me is pretty awesome. A whole new world. Yeah. And and the Dr. Parnassus movie, you know, it's funny because he's meditating. These monks, they're elevated in meditation and and he's there. And then the devil shows up. And he thinks that if everybody just stopped talking, and then I had this theory too, if everything, if everybody just stopped talking, we would disappear because there would be no story. We create the narrative in the story. We're the story makers, <laughs> right? Animals aren't making stories. They have communication. And I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I want to say that for sure, because we don't really know what they're talking about, but we create, right? We create, and we're the ones who are thinking we're higher than thou, we are gods, we are whatever. Well, we're creating stories and these stories shape our world. Now we understand that. But he said, if we all stopped talking, we would disappear. The story would stop. But guess what? Just because he stopped talking doesn't mean somebody else ain't talking. <laughs> so the story goes on. <laughs> oh my God. Hello, Swan. How are you? <laughs> so, so we do have a story and that's okay. It's, it's okay. That's what we do. We create, we're storytellers. So what is your story? What story are you leaving? What story are you talking about? Happy new year to you too. What story are you developing? What narrative are you listening to? What story are you listening to? Who are you listening to that? You know, and then who do you want? What kind of story do you want to talk about? You know, some people like talking stories about other people. <laughs> and I mean, okay do that it's not going to get you very far though in terms of living your soul purpose that is not going to help you live your soul purpose unless that is your soul purpose to just sit and talk about other people okay then there's other stories like the conspiracy theorists and then they'll talk about those stories about how the government did this and the religion did this and this is what we're under and those are good because that gives you information about how the structure systems are designed and why they were designed and what kind of sorcery was done and what kind of programming was put in place. And there's those narratives and you can do those narratives and that's awesome. Okay, cool. Nothing right, wrong, good or bad. I like conspiracy theories. I'd love to talk about that stuff. Then there's the alien theory and you can talk about that. What story are you a part of and which one do you want to contribute to is the question. Because we're all going to talk. We all have a story. And even people that can't hear, they have sign language. So they're still communicating. So we all have a story and a narrative. Now, what story do you want to be a part of? I'm listening to Spirit and Coffee. <laughs> okay, GP man. Good. I hope it's helpful. <laughs> I hope it's navigating you into something good. My story is great. I love that. Good. I'm glad your story is great. And that's it. And, and your life is just a compilation of stories. Really. We're just creating a narrative. But it's been so painful. Absolutely. And the pain... Um, of our story is the liminal space, you know, and awful. Yeah. I hear you. There's a lot of pain and suffering in our stories for sure. Um, and that's what Buddha said, right? <laughs> the first part of Buddhism, there is suffering. I mean, simply put, right? And then um, my mom passed and my dad, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Many blessings and love to you. I bet you miss her so much. I, um, you know, I think with the, with the passing and that's hard, you know, losing someone, that's a, that's a hard uh, story to live in is how much we miss these individuals. And what I'd say to that is that don't hold back, say what you have to say, 
right? That way that there's nothing left. Leave it all on the field. It's a hard thing, trust me, to leave it all on the field before you go. Just say it all. Uh, it's it's hard. It's a difficult thing to do. Leave it all on the field is not easy. Trust me, I've had my, it's been hard for me to speak, right? In fact, just recently myself, we're healing the the historical trauma, you know, of what we have to say, be it the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that, even with our parents, you know, and being able to get that message out so you can heal. I left my guy of two years. He abused me. Oh, well, look at that. You're so bad. And you left him. But see, the the part of it is, is that you recognized it was abuse, right? And that you left that narrative. You left that story. So now the question is, I am proud of myself. I Good job. I'm glad you are proud of yourself. Now you get to ask yourself, what story do I want to create? What narrative do I want to live under? How, and also, what story am I leaving behind? That's your legacy, is your story. The the story that, because people, they say, well, what, how do you want people to talk about you when you leave this planet? What do you want them to say? You don't know what the, they're going to say. Some people could like you, not like you. I don't know what people are going to say about me. They might say she was crazy, bad, she crazy woman. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I guess so. But that narrative that you leave behind, right, is is a lot of what you say. Like, for instance, mine is to leave a legacy of wisdom. And so there's about a trillion hours of me talking. And I always tell my family, you want to you wanna go back to see me? Don't worry. You don't even need to miss me. You'll see me all over. I have a bunch of videos. You can just go back. And that's just me, <laughs> you know, over and over again. Um, and the pain you left behind. Exactly. So, you know, and then we become the vessel to help somebody, right? Um, it, to help somebody move through that particular transition in life. That's what a coach does. They go through the pain and then they talk about it and they help people transition through and navigate through the waters, okay? Um, okay, oh, we have a bunch of people talking. I love it, you guys are talking. Yep, currently working on changing old patterns. Good, not easy, but good. That's a hard thing to do. <laughs> changing patterns is not an easy thing, okay? Shifting and molding patterns. I don't know if we, yeah, we could change patterns, but I think we maybe shift and mold them a little different. Or we see them from a different point of view. Still there, right? The pattern's still there. But then I think we're looking at it differently or we're shaping it into something different or, you know, we're seeing it different or whatever. Um, and that's not easy. Choosing what to listen is a big issue. Why are we here? Yes. Why we choose to be here and keep listening to shows that we might have been looking for something worthy. I believe everyone has something to teach. Amen. I agree with you. Yes. Um, so the big issues, um, and I'm wondering if you mean, when you say big issues of like, they call them wicked problems, the big issues that we're facing right now. And I don't know what the big issues are for you, um, but I'll just speak from what I know. And to, if you want to go ahead and type, you can, right? Um, no, your, your English is not bad. That was actually... Really um, and the big issues that I think are wicked issues that we're facing right now as a human species is actually extinction. Ugh. We're just going to throw it out there. <laughs> and, and, and it's because we are in a mass extinction. And I don't know how many of you guys know this. I don't know if you guys read up on this stuff, but we are undergoing a, a mass extinction. Amphibians will be extinct. We've never gone through mass extinctions. Now, there are species that are go extinct every year all the time but not at the alarming rate that it is now and it's a lot of because of what we've done to the earth as a species 
So we've become sort of this plague to the earth in a way for the species that currently live here. Now, that doesn't mean that Mother Earth won't go on. If humans go away, if we go away, we disappear as a race, the Mother Earth will create something in its place. And something that a, a good friend of mine said that I loved how she said this, she said, you know, Natalie, you know, we can pollute the planet or whatever. She said, but Mother Earth will create a new creature to get rid of the toxins. We may not think it's a beautiful creature, but it doesn't matter. It'll heal the planet. And I said, that's true. And I thought about radiation. Radiation really, really distorts, disfigures things in a weird way, but new species will arise distorted to clean up the pollution. And they may not be looking pretty, like we think what pretty roses and everything, but the mother earth don't care. She's like, that thing is going to help me heal. So whether you like the way it looks or not, I don't care. <laughs> so there you go. So there's that. But if we want to survive as a species, which I, I want, I believe that we can be such a beautiful creature on this planet if we just get our shit together. <laughs> I hold the hope that humans can be good um, and that we can do it. Um, you know, is that we band together and we start to look at this and we say, how do we heal ourselves? Because you got to heal yourself first. And, and where are you at in your narrative, right? Where are you at? Okay, where are you at in your own particular narrative? And then how do you heal that within you? Because if you're not healing your planet can't heal. You know, if, if we don't heal as a species, we won't survive. It, it's not, it, we're gonna damage the world and then we're gonna cause this catastrophic uh, spiral event that's happening now and then we go away. And maybe that's okay, I don't know. But, but I think that there is beauty in our planet. And I think humans can be such a beautiful creature and species if we just kind of got over our own egos. <laughs> got over ourselves. Get over yourself. <laughs> not easy, though. It's not. It's a very hard thing to navigate. Um, um, he hit me and everything. Yeah, I have, um, you know, and thank you for sharing and being vulnerable to share your your trauma and stuff like that. And I would say for that, you know, traumatic events that really shape our life as well is an existent could become an existential crisis if we don't address them. So it's really being able to, um, uh, you know, understand what that trauma meant and how do you move through it and how do you navigate through it and learn to love yourself. You know, and and questioning because you said, yeah, it's so sad because I love him, but why do you love him? You know, are you addicted to the abuse? I mean, those are hard questions to ask yourself, right? Why do you love him? Is it that you, you, you know, how do you feel for your self-worth? Do you believe you're worthy? Do you think you're enough? What's going through your head when you allow somebody to harm you that way and think that it's okay, right? So those are bigger questions and that's dealing with, um, you know, with that. And you know, I was desperate for love. Yeah. Now, do you love yourself? And that's the big question. And that's the hard part. Learning to love ourselves, learning to be alone. I just posted something on my storyline about, you know, this guy talked about why it's important to be alone and, and what that means. And people can't be alone. It's very hard for them to be alone. They're looking for love in other people when they should be loving themselves. Not easy, though. I get it. I understand. <laughs> but when you can learn to be with your own voice, your own narrative, your own thoughts, 
then we're not desperate for love outside ourselves. We love ourselves. And what he said is take your hands. So Swan, if you wanted to, and everybody who's even on here, take your hands and just touch your face. I put this on there and I thought, oh, that's so sweet. When's the last time you've touched your own face? Gently, kindly, softly and said, I love you. I love you. I love you. And give yourself a hug, right? So, so learning to love yourself is not an easy thing to navigate. And those narratives in your head. So ask yourself. So I would say, Swan, your narrative, depending on what it is, if your narrative is, you know, you say you love yourself or you don't love yourself or whatever, is listening to those people who are showing you how to love yourself, giving you some pointer on how you might love yourself, how you might even be brave enough to start. How might you be brave enough to start loving yourself? That's a big question. Okay. How do I begin to love myself? How, am, how do I find the courage and bravery to love me? Isn't that crazy? It's, it's crazy to me that we have to teach ourselves to love ourselves. And, and we do. <laughs> because we live by the narratives of the traumas. Those aren't you. Maybe you were emotionally abused. Maybe you were abused as a kid. All of that stuff. But that wasn't you. That was just a result of how you experienced life. That was these people things too, but that's not who you are. So you can take that on as that's who I am. Well, no, you're not. You're love. You're kind. And so how do you get back to that? You have to do it to yourself. But the narratives, again, going back to the narratives, you know, and again, thank you for sharing. I know it's really difficult to share and be vulnerable. Okay. It's a matter of believing that there is a bigger light on the other side and that's worth worthy of fighting for. Yeah. And moving through, moving through. So, and it, it's, it's not an easy thing, right? That's the liminal space I was talking about. Okay. The liminal space is that transition between those, those worldviews. The existential crisis is you dealing with your trauma. Now, no one can deal with it for you. No one can give you the answers. No one can. You have to actually face it. And that means being alone and facing it yourself. Scary. You have to be brave to do that shit. Trust me. Not fun. Not easy. But when you do it and you see the result of what happened at the other end. Beautiful. Magnificent. Okay. I believe if we choose to be kind to ourselves and forgive us for mistakes, even if we're in or out of our control, we can keep going stronger. If we learn to be honest with ourselves, this respect and uh, conservative about our needs and be aware of our expectations, then we know how to survive and live and love not only for us, but for more generously in the universe. Yes. I'm very strong every day. Yes, strong every day. And um, I'm strong every day. That's right. It's a it's a day-to-day thing. It's an everyday thing. I say this on my podcast all the time. It's not just a, oh, I'm just gonna be spiritually enlightened today, and then it just goes away. No, this is a life journey. It doesn't end. <laughs> it's a forever thing. <laughs> the patterns don't stop. <laughs> and yes, forgive ourselves, right? No, I love me most and first healthy self-talk. Is super important. Amen, sister. I let's see. I started by asking 
who is the person you love most? And I would ask, um, I would talk to them the way I would talk to myself. And I started treating me like the person I loved most. Oh, I love that. Make me cry. Hmm? I started by asking, who is the person you love most? So this is a question for, this is could be um, for Swan. Um, you know, my sister says this, right? Um, um, so starting by asking who is the person you love the most. And if that person isn't you, then you've got to question that. I mean, this stuff is like, sounds so simple, right? I mean, it's been passed down generation upon generation. Love yourself first. Everybody says it like, yeah, I love myself. But do you really love yourself? Can you sit alone with yourself for hours at a time? What is the narrative in your head? Are you kind to yourself? You can hear people's narrative and how they talk to themselves. They'll be like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I did. And you're like, whoa, where's that coming from? You're not stupid. Oh, I always mess things up. And you're like, whoa, that's not self-love. You're beating yourself up. I've done that for years. Beat myself up, beat myself up. And I was like, I love myself. Really? Do I? So, so you have to ask yourself, I love that. And then um, ask, um, would I talk to them the way I would talk to myself? So yeah, and then asking yourself, how would I want to be talked to? And who, how, would, how would, would I talk to that person the way? And, and you have to ask yourself those questions. And then I started treating myself like the person I love the most. And I love that. You've got to treat yourself like the person you love the most. Okay. That's why I changed because he wrote your soul agreement contract. So you guys um, understand that the narratives are what's important, right? And so I think the big one is self-love, of course. And that's where you start. There's other people who have said, you know, I've really worked on myself. I'm transcending the storm in a different place. So, um, um, and really, really supporting yourself through that, okay? And collaboration, sharing gifts with everybody. If you have something that you're doing, send it to me. You know, a community of spiritual beings working together, I think that's what's important. And I think that's, you know, what I wanna take away is that we share together. We come together in community to share each other's gifts. We come together to support each other through these dark phases. And everybody has a different way and everybody has a unique perspective on how to, to do that, okay? One of my biggest suggestions I received was look in the mirror and say, I love you, then do something nice for someone else. Yes, I do. I used to do that when I was a kid. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you in the mirror. Um, God gave me my apartment, awesome. That's why paths have changed. Yes, and then gratitude, right? All these kind of simple basic things that we get back to self-love basic but harder to live into forgiveness self-forgiveness basic but hard to live into right and all these other concepts that sound basic but they're hard to actually apply and practice not easy it's not an easy life is not easy okay because he loves me yes yes he loves you and we love you and the big question is do you love yourself and that, I think that's important. Self-love. 
And so Swan, thank you for, for sharing. I think, uh, you know, working through a lot of those, those traumas, um, is critical and important. So for you guys, okay. Is looking at the narratives. What are you listening to? What is it that you're, what you're allowing into your life? What narratives do you want to be a part of? Who do you want to talk to, to support yourself through and, um, or support them through? these issues and what is your higher purpose and calling and are you living your soul's code are you allowing the soul to lead the way or are you allowing your ego to get in the way of that so those are the bigger questions okay spiral dynamics if you want to read it really good book um and then um and then you guys i um will will try to get on here pretty interactive today which you know um kind of nice. Thank you guys for sharing. I think it's, it's really awesome. Um, I will be doing a women in consciousness talk show coming up soon. It's going to take a while to put together. Um, but it will be on YouTube. We will be live, which is, is nice. Um, and we, it's me, my, um, one of my other person, Pam, and then, um, Shishi and Shishi and I did a podcast just the other day. So you guys can go and look to see if you can find the podcast, listen to it. Shishi's really eloquent. She's, um, a very articulate, um, and she's doing depth psychology. So she may be an individual that can help you through or navigate the waters of where you're at. Um, there's also other people I've had on and I wouldn't mind having, you know, other people on Tanya, if you want to get on here, that'd be good. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put your face on here. You could turn the camera, but having, you know, other individuals on and then, you know, you guys choose who you feel resonates with you to help guide you through the, the difficult parts of your life that you're going through. There's my friend, Lisa, she's done amazing work too. She's a life coach. You know, there's all these individuals who are doing this amazing work. You know, my friend, Jacqueline, she's been on my friend, Pam, she's been on. So all of these people are, they're really resources for you guys to tap into, to help you navigate through these hard times. And, and, and I may not be the one and that's okay. I don't have to, <laughs> I want to share other people so that you guys are able to get through what you need to in order to transcend and include so that you can see new worldviews so that you can live the life that you want to live and and how and navigate the waters the way that you need to navigate them okay date Ooh, my sister wants to do this yay that would be fun <laughs> you'll see a whole different personality come out of me and my sister out here <laughs> um but one thing I can say is my sister and I are very, very, very connected, even though we've had our craziness. We um we are very connected, which is good. It's always been good. I feel like we're practical magic. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but that's what reminds me of me and my sister, practical magic. Okay. There you guys have it. Have a fantastic day. Um, I've been on here like almost an hour, which is longer than normal. I usually do about 30 minutes. But, you know, a lot of processing happened. You know, Swan being very vulnerable and sharing your story. We appreciate that vulnerability. We appreciate you sharing. You know, make sure that you're tapping into the resources that can help you move that energy along, um, whatever they may be. I also, I am a life coach as well. But there's life coaches out there that can help you. Or if you feel like you need therapy, then reach out to a therapist as well. I have a therapist. I love therapy. And uh, <laughs> and I love coaching. So I do both, right? Um, like I said the other day, therapy is there to give you the language to describe your experience, 
coaching helps you take that language and shape the life of your dreams. That's what coaching does. Helps you take those traumas and then create them into something beautiful. Okay. So you decide what you need. Do you need the language to describe your experience or do you need someone that you have the language and now you just need someone to help you move that language in a powerful way that helps to shape the world. Okay. Two different things or shape your life into something different, molded into something different. Okay. So there you have it. I love you guys. Have a fantastical day and I will be seeing you guys soon.